musical English game. We're not creative enough, and we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back. Hello and welcome to the official wrestling newspaper podcast. I'm your host Daniel and today we're going to be talking about two topics in particular. We're going to be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League nights one through five. We'll be reviewing those for you but we're going to start with NXT UK. Now the big news from WWE from this weekend is that Triple H announced that there will be, for the first time, an NXT UK takeover that will take place in Blackpool on Saturday, January the 12th. Now, this is big news, as it really gives the UK fans something to get excited about. This is the first time the WWE Network have t- recorded something live that will be shown on the network in the UK since, I believe, December 2015, where they taped um, an NXT takeover in London. But this is for our own NXT UK show. Now this is going to be a big help as I really believe that it will give the UK weekly show a bit of purpose and a bit of direction. Um, For the first few months of the show it's basically just been getting over the characters in squash matches, things like that. And for the feuds that they've been building on this show there's not really been an end game. Somewhere to climax these feuds at. But with the announcement that there will be a takeover show... All the feuds can be directed to blow off at that big pay-per-view show. Well, not a pay-per-view, but a big live show. So I think that it's really good news for fans of NXT UK. Um, as I say, I'll be going. I'm not too far from Blackpool myself, so it's right on my doorstep. So I'll be at the show. I'll be getting tickets tomorrow morning, I believe they go on sale. Nice for WE to give us a little bit of notice. What, a two-day notice? So for people who don't have much money... I'm not sure how they're meant to pull money out the backsides, but hey, I shouldn't complain. We've got the show, finally. So yeah, it'll be really good for NXT UK to have these takeovers. Hopefully there's more than one. I'm sure there will be. Um, Hopefully it's a success. As I say, the building that it's at in Blackpool, it's in the Blackpool Tower, I believe. That's where the NXT UK tournament from two years ago was recorded where I think it finished with Tyler Bate. Yeah, it did. Tyler Bate winning the UK Championship in the final against Pete Dunne. So it'll be good two years on to, two years, two years on to go back there and just show how much the UK brand has grown in that time. Um, we're going to begin by talking about... I've watched two episodes of NXT UK, so it coincided with this announcement. I'd actually watched these shows just prior to the announcement taking place. We're going to get into those and we're going to review them for you. Um, I watched the November 14th show, the November 21st show. Now, while this was going on, there was tapings in Liverpool for NXT UK over the weekend for the 
weekly shows that will take place that will be on the network in at the end of November, start of December. Um, our UK correspondent, Danny Morton, was at those shows and he's going to provide us with a UK fan's perspective of those shows and the experience he had at the NXT Liverpool tapings, NXT UK Liverpool tapings. But in the meantime, we're going to get into the November 14th WWE NXT UK show, which took place in Birmingham. Um, now, there's a, a tournament going on on the NXT UK shows to crown the first ever NXT UK Women's Championship. Um, the opening match of this show was a quarter-final match, and it was Zaya Brookside against Rhea Ripley. Now, for those of you who don't know, Zaya Brookside is the daughter of British wrestling legend, and I think he's now an NXT trainer, he's been there for a few years, Robbie Brookside. Um, Robbie Brookside, I've seen him wrestle, actually. He was on the ROH Unified show. You might remember that show for the classic Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness main event, but he wrestled on the undercard of that show, so I saw him live there. Um, he, I think he was once in WWE at a show in London on, at Raw. He was against Umaga in a handicap match. So, yeah, that was his, I think his one and only WWE Raw appearance, unless he was on another show that I wasn't sure of, but I'm I'm pretty sure I saw him on that show. Um, yeah, so again, she faced, his daughter, Zaya Brookside, faced Rhea Ripley. Uh, Ripley got to the semi-final of the May Young Classic. Um, Ripley is only 22 years old, and if you see her, she's a unit. She clearly gets herself into the gym and busts her gut. She looks like the exact sort of wrestler that Vince would like. And at 22 years old, her potential is unlimited. Um, so the match itself, it was a nice little five-minute match. I think you'll see um, a lot of good stuff coming from the match. It was your typical underdog against giant sort of match. Not calling Ripley a giant, but she's a lot bigger than Brookside. So they worked that little baby face against Monster Heel. Um, it was a good match, five minutes or so. Um, I think the match ended when Ripley hit a, a buckle bomb on Brookside and got the pin. So, yeah, so um, Rhea Ripley will now face Dakota Kai in the semi-finals of the tournament. I, think, I believe next week. Well, it was next week because I've watched that match. So, yeah, so this was a good opener. It was all right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Zaya Brookside looked impressive. I think she will go far. Uh, I think Brookside, Robbie, Brookside, that is a dad, has said he wants to, to go out there, get experience. She's wrestled for stardom. She's wrestled all over Europe and the world, I believe, for women's wrestling organisations. So he wants her to go out there and get experience before getting into the WWE circle. Um, but she made a good debut here. I was really impressed with her. Um, backstage, we had an interview with Zach Gibson and James Drake. Uh, these two were a tag team, I think they still are a tag team for Progress, known as Grizzled Young Veterans. I don't think they're under that tag team name here, but they had a quick backstage interview where Gibson just basically has a standard interview where he states no other team is anywhere near him and Drake. They're a good little tag team. Uh, Gibson's the personality of the group. Drake, Drake's all right, he's good. He's a good wrestler. He's actually um, from Liven St. Anne's, which is only about five miles away from Blackpool, so I'm sure he'll be delighted to wrestle on the first NXT UK takeover at Blackpool in a month or two. Um, next, we had Eddie Dennis against Jack Stars in your basic squash match. Um, Dennis wins quickly with his finisher. Um, just to inform all of you, Eddie Dennis is he's probably the top heel in UK indie wrestling at the moment. Um, he was injured for a year. Um, he had the same injury that Triple H has got, I think. Um, and he was on each progress show all over Europe and the world. 
H Progress show and he'd be cutting fantastic promos on his former partner and friend Mark Andrews. Um, brilliant promos which really got him over as the top heel that culminated in a match with Andrews at Progress Wembley the other month. It wasn't the greatest match you'll ever see, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was funny they couldn't break the table. That was the story of the match. But he is now the number one contender, I believe, for the Progress World, t world title, so he's a good heel. Um, the build for Eddie Dennis against Ashton Smith, which is, it won't be the best match, I don't think, two big men, but I'm sure they'll give it their all. Interesting not, Eddie Dennis was actually a head teacher of a school at a very young age, and he gave that up to pursue his wrestling dreams, so I like Eddie Dennis, um, not just for that, his brilliant promo. Next we had Mark Andrews against the Wild Boar, um, not seen much of the Wild Boar, I've seen a lot of Mark Andrews. He's clearly thought high of by Triple H as he's appeared regularly on the 205 Live show. Um, I think he was on 205 Live in New Orleans. He was on the pre-dark pre match, the dark match before Raw in New Orleans as well. So he's highly thought of by Triple H. Um, he wins in a standard match with a shooting star press. Now, the thing that annoyed me about this match was he shoot Andrews shooting star press. Didn't connect perfectly. It wasn't too noticeable. You'd have to look a couple of times to notice it. But the commentators, it's one of my pet peeves, the commentator, Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness, comment that, oh, he didn't get all of that, and it really annoys me when the commentators point that out. There's just no need. The commentator's job, they should be hiding things like this, unless it's clear as day. I think they should be hiding that sort of thing. But instead, they bring it to our attention that he didn't connect perfectly. It makes wild ball up weak because he's took the pinfall. Do you know what I mean? For a move that apparently didn't get all of. I just don't think there's any need to bring it up. Do you know what I mean? It was perfectly fine. Most people won't have been paying enough attention to notice. But what can you do? Commentators, they might, I don't know if they're told these things to do this, but I personally don't like it. But hey. Um, next, we had another quarterfinal from the NXT UK Women's Tournament. It was Tony Storm versus Isla Dawn. Um, Isla Dawn viciously attacks Tony Storm to start the match. Uh, Isla Dawn, she's a Scottish wrestler. She's currently wrestling for Progress. She's she's all right. She seems fine. Um, Tony Storm, I'm sure most of you'll know by now. She won the May Young Classic at WWE Evolution. Um, she's probably the hottest talent in women's wrestling at the moment. Um, out of stardom that is. Um, she's brilliant. She's wrestled all over. She's a really accomplished worker. Um, so she wins the match um, and she will face Ginny in the semi-final and that is a match for UK fans we've seen plenty of times in Progress and other promotions sure they had a fine match next week so yeah, so Tony Storm she's brilliant, she's going to be big I'm surprised she's actually on the NXT UK show as I think she should be on NXT with a view to go on the main roster in a year or two but I think they're trying to get this UK brand over and she is one of the top, she's the top women's star in the UK scene. Next, we had your main event, and it was Jordan Devlin against El Ligero. Now, Devlin is absolutely fantastic. He's one of my favourite UK independent wrestlers. He's the main star in Irish promotion OTT. Now, I'm going to point you in this direction. I mentioned it on the first episode. Go on YouTube. It's a free match. Watch Jordan Devlin versus Walter from OTT. It is a fantastic match. One of the best matches you'll see all year. OTT, they do great video packages. There's a great video package at the start of that which will introduce you to the feud. Go and watch that match. It is brilliant. Honestly, go and see it. Um, so in this match, Devlin faces El Ligero. Ligero is known in the British scene, for people who aren't sure. 
he usually has the most dates out of anyone each year. He prides himself on that. He works every night almost. Um, so, yeah, he's an accomplished wrestler. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's like shit, but good. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so this match win, uh, finishes when Devlin hits a move from Misawa's playbook, I think, in, as the finishing move. That's what I've got in my notes anyway. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, Devlin wins the match. And it was a really good match. Good back and forth, lots of near falls. It was a really good main event match. I really enjoyed this match. Um, so, yeah, 12 minutes, good back and forth match. Um, after the match, Devlin calls out Pete Dunne. Now, I'm not, I think they might have faced a super strong style for progress, but I'm not sure. But they will, I'm sure they'll have a great match. I love that match. He's actually on NXT UK, I believe, in two or three weeks. So make sure you watch that. Both of them are great. Obviously, I'm guessing you all know about Pete Dunne. So that was the end of the show. It was a good main event. Um, the overall thoughts, there was five matches un under an hour on this show, which for me, it's a little bit too much, but you've got to give them a bit of leeway as the show's only just starting. So they're trying to establish each star to the, to the audience. People like me, we know all these, super, these stars, these wrestlers, but to your average WWE Network subscriber, they might not know these. So the first four to six months, I think, of the NXT UK brand should be all about establishing the talent to the viewer on the WWE Network. And I think they've done an alright job of doing that. Do you know what I mean? So you're probably in the first four, six months, you're not going to see great matches. You're going to see character establishment. And that that is basically what they did in this show. But we had some good wrestling in there. Um, so yeah, so it was a good, it was a good show. It's not, you, it's not must-see, but if you don't know much about these wrestlers, then go and see the show. I'd watch it anyway. Right, we're gonna. I've just reviewed the first show for you. When we come back, we're going to review in the second show. But to break up in between, we've now got our special guest, as we have UK independent correspondent Danny Morton, and Danny gives us his thoughts on the NXT UK Liverpool tapings that took place this weekend. He was at night one, I believe, night two, but this was taken after night one. I've not heard from him about night two, so maybe he went out and. Can't remember anything after that. I'm guessing Danny loves a good beer. Um, to introduce you to Danny, Danny is a massive enthusiast for UK independent wrestling. He's been attending shows all over the country for years now. Um, I met Danny at WrestleMania 33 on an airport in Boston. Um, I won't get into that. but um, So I stayed with him actually at WrestleMania 34. So I've been to two WrestleManias. So I've seen Danny at two WrestleManias. So he's going to be our... UK correspondent, he's always at shows in the UK, so I'm going to pass you over to Danny. Right, okay, this is Danny Morton from The Thunderpod. The Thunderpod is a fantastic new podcast that uh, dialogues all the uh, Thunder episodes from WCW. I have just stepped out of NXT UK night one in Liverpool. <sighs> I'd love to say a lot of things positive about the show, but quite honestly, I can't. Um, we've had two good matches. Um, throughout the night. The rest of the night felt like a 205 Live stroke main event TV taping. We haven't seen the best of UK talent tonight. 
what we've seen is a WWE presentation of some of the good UK talent. What we saw was um, British Strong Style in the form of Tyler Bate and Trent Seven as Mustache Mountain taking on um, Joe Coffee. Uh, sorry, not Joe Coffee. Joe Coffee's brother. I can't even tell you what his name is. And Wolfgang. Wolfgang, I'm not a fan of. Um, I'm not an ICW fan. I don't find the wrestling entertaining. So, what I'm telling you may be slightly biased if you want to look at it that way. But it was a decent match added to by the selling of Trent Seven and the uh, the comeback of Tyler Bates. Um, uh, Zach Gibson, who was at his hometown, did a hometown heel turn, which felt convoluted. It wasn't good. It wasn't wasn't good. A lot of people didn't buy it and still cheered him anyway. Um, I'd love to be able to tell you that this was a top show, and it wasn't. It was uh, it was poor. It felt like a TV taping. It was it was a TV taping. However. It wasn't a representation of Brit Res. That's all I've got to say about night one. I will update you with night two. In the meantime, what we're going to do is we're going to go to Drinking the Pilgrim. We're going to have £2 a pint. And we're going to have a fucking good night. In the meantime, I'll leave you with Dan, who's actually producing a really, really good podcast. I think everyone should enjoy it. Good night, God bless. Thanks for that, Danny. That was great to hear a different perspective from, well, from a veteran of the UK independent wrestling game. Danny, he's been, he's been a wrestling fan now for probably touching on 30, 40 years. <laughs> I'm only joking, Danny. But yeah, Danny, nice to hear a view from Danny there. To be honest, a few UK fans do actually feel like this. They've, they, they'll know what they want from their UK wrestling shows. And obviously WWE are taking the stars from these promotions and putting their own spin of it, where a lot of people I've heard are happy with the spin that was already on it, but WWE are putting their own spin on it. You can't really blame them for that. So that was a different perspective from Danny. I hope we'll have Danny on more shows. Um, Danny's very knowledgeable. <coughs> Sorry about that. Danny's very knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. Um, Danny will be at WrestleMania 35, so I think we'll have a lot of features from him at WrestleMania 35. If he's not too pissed. But yeah, we'll be hearing from Danny in the near future, I hope. Right. Next, we're going to get into the other NXT UK show that I watched, which was from November 21st, this past Wednesday. Well, it was taped a long time before that. And the show opens up with the semi-final from the women's tournament. It was Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley. Um, Dakota Kai, I tell you what, she I didn't really like her about a year ago. A feud with Shayna Baszler wasn't, she wasn't, didn't look great. She's improved drastically. I thought she looked really good in this match. Really good baby face. She's got herself over with the UK fans. I think she wrestled for progress once. I might be wrong about that. But she looked really good. I think she's a really good little baby face. I hope they give her a chance on the main NXT show. Um, but this match is back and forth. A good little match. Um, it lasts about eight minutes. Um, but Dakota Kai loses this match to Ripley. And Ripley will now be in the NXT UK Women's Title Final. So, yes, yeah, a good match. 
Um, we're going to breeze through this episode because, to be honest with you, I was half asleep when this was on. It, I was watching this very late at night. But yeah, so Ripley beats Dakota Kai. In a good match, it was a good match. Next, we had Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster teaming up. They win a match against... I can't even... I'm trying to think off the top of my head who it was. I think it was Joseph Connors. And I can't remember who he was teaming with. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, so Andrews and Webster win the match. Uh, they did the but they're good. Webster's good. He's a good wrestler. He's got a good little gimmick. Um, so I think they're going forward with Andrews and Webster as a team. Um, I don't know where that'll lead, but yeah, it's just establishing Andrews and Webster this match, and they did the job of that. Joseph Connors, I'm not his biggest fan. He's all right. Um, I know our UK correspondent Danny isn't his biggest fan, but hey. Um, after the match, Connors turns on his partner, so I don't know where they're going with that. They're just probably establishing that he's a heel. Next, we had the Bastard, Dave Mastiff. don't think WWE are labelling him as the Bastard, as he's known on the UK scene, but Dave Mastiff, who is a big, big unit of a man, he defeated T-Bone, who is a stalwart of the UK scene. He defeated T-Bone with the cannonball sent on that I'm sure most of you will recognise from Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens uses this move. He gets the th- one, two, three with that move. Um, I think, spoiler alert, they're going forward with Dave Mastiff against Eddie Dennis at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Um, they build that feud over the weekend shows and that is going to be taking place in a no-disqualification match at NXT UK Blackpool. Anyway, now I've spoiled that for you. On to our main event which is the other semi-final in the NXT UK Women's Title Tournament. And it's Tony Storm versus Ginny. They have their Tony Storm versus Ginny match that we've all seen plenty of times. Decent match. Ginny's a great heel. Ginny's a great heel, sorry. Um, it was a good match. Tony Storm wins. Not much I'll say about it. It was a good match. Um, it was all right. They, they ended the show with Johnny Saint coming out. Um, Tony Storm's on the ramp looking at the NXT UK Women's title. Ripley comes out. They have a bit of a stare down. Ripley pushes Tony Storm. Johnny Saint gets in the way as the show finishes. So I breezed through that show for you. As I say, I was half asleep when that show was on. It was okay. I prefer- the first show was a lot better. We had the best match took place on the first show anyway with Devlin against Ligero. Um, so yeah, it was a good show. I enjoyed the show. Um, I think next week, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure next week they said it'd be Pete Dunne against Jordan Devlin, so make sure you tune into that match. It's either this week or the week after. I'm not sure I'll have to clarify that, but that was a really that will be a really good match. Do not miss out on that match. Um, so yeah, so we've gone through the two shows for you. Um, say the good, they're just... Do you know what I mean? People are down a bit on these NXT UK shows. As much as Triple H says they're really hot, I've seen people be a bit down on them. It's not going to be what we see at Progress, at Rev Pro, because they're just introducing the characters to the wider audience. They're perfectly fine shows to start off with. Um, I'm just going to quickly, spoiler alert, quickly run through the card so far for the NXT Blackpool TakeOver. Um, the main event is the UK Championship match. It is done against Coffee. Um, I would have hoped for a better opponent for Dunn, but I'm sure they'll still have a really good match. Dunn, um, Coffee's a fine worker, so they'll have a good match. I was hoping we'd get a big big name facing Dunn, but they've not gone with that. Um, next, we're going to have the... It's the NXT UK tag titles will be... Def- well, they'll be crowned as Zach Gibson and James Drake, known to me as the Grizzled Young Veterans, but no, Zach Gibson and James Drake will face Mustache Mountain for the NXT UK tag titles. 
Um, I think Gibson and Drake might win that. I think a lot of people thought um, Storm was going to be the first NXT Women's Champion. Um, and spoiler alert again. One, two, three. Spoiler alert. That didn't happen as Rhea Ripley in a few weeks will be crowned as the Women's Champion. So I think they might go for the shock factor. We all know Mustache Mountain. WWE fans know Mustache Mountain. So I think they might use that match and the first ever title to be given to Zach Gibson and Jamie Drake. That would be my prediction. Um, the other match is NXT UK Women's Title rematch as the champion Rhea Ripley will make a first defence against Tony Storm. Um, so they'll have a great match. I'm looking forward to seeing their match. I think it's on in a few weeks, um, actually. I think two weeks' time. I'm looking forward to seeing their first match. But this will be the rematch on the NXT Blackpool TakeOver show. And as I mentioned previously, the other match announced is Dave Mastiff, the bastard, against Eddie Dennis. This would be a good match. Do you know what I mean? It's a no-DQ match. I think the stipulation will help them. They'll probably go all out. Um, yeah, I think the stipulation will be a big help in that match. But I'm a big fan of Mastiff and a big fan of Dennis. So, yeah, it should be good. Should be good. Make sure you tune into NXT UK this Wednesday on the WWE Network. At the moment, they've been showing two episodes each week, I believe. I might have stopped now. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, tune in Wednesday. I think it's 8 p.m. UK time, which will be 3 p.m. Eastern. I'm not sure what that will be. Pacific time, 1, 12... Don't know, anyway. You can watch, I'm sure none of you will be watching it that time anyway. You can watch that on repeat. But tune in to NXT UK. Give the brand a chance. WWE, it might not be for the right reasons they're coming into the UK, as we know they're trying to kill other promotions that are venturing into the UK. But just give it a chance. A lot of these guys deserve the paycheck, and they deserve the chance to go for WWE. They've worked hard, so I'm going to support this NXT UK brand. So, yeah, so I think we're going to wrap up on NXT UK Talk. Um, after the break, we're going to be talking all about New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League. Um, so it only seems fitting that our halftime song for this show is possibly, no, it is the greatest song in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Back after the break.
What a great theme that is. Minoru Suzuki, you cannot dislike that theme. That was probably that song was stuck in my head for about two weeks after the New Orleans trip this year. And it'll be a sad day when we don't hear that at wrestling shows anymore. Anyway, it's here. We're going to now be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League. Now, the World Tag League is the last big tour of the New Japan calendar. Um, the base of the whole point of it is the winner of the World Tag League will get a shot at the New Japan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Tag Belts at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, you heard that right. The sh- as I say, the, the tournament goes on for weeks to just to determine who gets the shot at the tag belts at Wrestle Kingdom. And if you just compare that to WWE, I hate to shit on WWE, but think, think of how hard it is, how easy it is, I should say, to get a tag team shot for WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? You might win one number, a number one contenders match. You might get thrown on the pre-show match. They, they don't really care, do they? Do you know what I mean? You might get one match, whereas this, no. New Japan, completely different. Let's have a few-week tournament just to decide this. Brilliant. So, yeah, so the winner of the tournament, I say, gets the shot at the Wrestle, at Wrestle Kingdom, which is, for spoiler alert, January the 4th. Um, the current champions are the Gorillas of Destiny. Um, you might ask what happens if they win the tournament. Well, what happens if they win the tournament is they will choose their own opponents for Wrestle Kingdom. Now, another note from this tournament that I saw was that the Young Bucks aren't actually in the tournament. Now, they are no longer juniors. They're heavyweight, so I thought they might actually be in this tournament, but obviously they might. maybe they don't want to be in Japan for a number of weeks just before Christmas away from their family. But I'm not sure what the reason is. But however, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow the Young Bucks get themselves into the heavyweight tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know if you go with the triple threat tag team match, which is what they seem to be going with at the moment. Quite often, I think there was a triple threat tag team match on the previous show. Um, so yeah, so I, I think my favourites for the tournament, I think, are a lot of people's favourites. Previous winners, Evil and Sonada. I think they're the obvious opponents for Gorillas of Destiny at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I say with the Young Bucks, obviously I don't know what they're going to do with the Young Bucks. That's what I'm a bit confused about. But yeah, so Evil and Sonata would be my favourites. You've also got other teams like Killer Elite Squad, who are usually in the tag team mix, come Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're probably the two teams that I'd say that I'd possibly pick. But... I don't know, it's, it's, it's a long process to find out, put it that way. Now, the reason I haven't watched any New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League shows is just the number of shows that have been going on since it started. We had NXT, we had Survivor Series, Raw, SmackDown, and we've just not been able to keep up. So, over the weekend, I watched nights 1-5 to five of the World Tag League. Now, I didn't watch every match. I just picked the two matches that I wanted to see or that I'd heard that had been good. So I'm going to talk about the matches that I did watch and then after, at the end of each review of the day, I will just say the other results that took place on that day. So then you know, this basically, as I say, just for those of you that have missed the World Tag League like I did, this is just going to be a 20-25 minute breakdown of everything that's gone on so you can catch up and hopefully start watching. I think we're actually up to night 6, night 7 while I'm recording this, but I just wanted to do one the one till five episodes so we're gonna get into that um night one was in kanagawa kanagawa sorry um and the first match was it was young boys actually in the first match it was shota amina 
and Yoshida against Juice Robinson and David Finley. Now, I've seen Amina and Yoshida actually face each other quite a lot on these shows, being the young boys. And if you've seen one of the matches, honestly, go and check the match out. The Yamina and Yoshida match, they've got it down to a T. They always have good matches together. Um, Shota Amina is going to be... I think he's going to be a star. I think he's brilliant. He's got his fuller charisma. He can go in the ring. I'm a really big fan of Shota Amina. Um, I said, obviously, being the young boys, you know they're going to get beaten almost every match, if not every match in this tournament. They might just get one win. That's usually the case. Um, this match, they, they, they look really good in this match. Um, Amina looked really good in this match. I really like the hot tag that he had in this match. Um, the crowd loved it. Um, the match ends when Finley gets the pin on Amina, which is actually... This happens. Amina takes the pins in quite a few of these matches, I've noticed, which is quite a surprise. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, Finley gets the pin on Amina. Um, the main story coming out of this match is Juice Robinson is going after Cody Rhodes after he won a number one contenders match against Trent Beretta at an ROH show a few weeks ago, I think. The commentary mentioned this. So, yes, yeah, Juice Robinson, Cody Rhodes, I'm guessing, at Wrestle Kingdom. Obviously, they had a match on him. Was it the Long Beach show? They had a match. Was it the Long Beach? No, I think it was the show in September. Yeah, so it was Long Beach, yeah. The show in September where Cody Rolls captured the title off Juice Robinson, which is sort of, it killed Juice's momentum, I felt that. Robinson, he had a really good year up until that point, and losing to Cody killed the momentum of Robinson, but obviously Cody was really hot after All In, so you can see them wanting to capitalise on that. Yeah, so the winners of this match was Juice Robinson and David Finlay. I enjoyed this match. I'll give it three and a quarter stars. Um, it was a good match. It was a good match. Good opener. Um, the other match that I watched from night one was Toa Hanare and Toby Makabe against the Gorillas of Destiny. Now, as soon as I saw this match, I thought this match is going to end in suspect manner. It's going to be a dodgy finish. Um, there was only a little bit of that. Uh, Kota hit Makabe with a kendo stick um, after a good sequence between Hanare and Tangaloa. Um, Tangaloa hits his finish on Hanare for probably as clean a win as you're going to get from a Gorillas of Destiny match. But I thought it was interesting that Tangaloa got the pin here. Um, as really, Tamatonga is, well, undoubtedly the star of the group. So maybe they're going to use this tournament just to get Tangaloa over a little bit more. Um, which I don't think would be a bad thing, but with Tanga, Tamatonga being the star of the group. So yeah, so Gorillas of Destiny win this match. Yet again, I've gone three and a quarter stars for this match. It was a good match. It wasn't nothing worth going digging out to check out. It was a good match. So, Gorillas of Destiny get their first win on the board over Toa Hanare and Toby Maccabee. Um The other results for the opening night were Nakanishi and Nagata defeated Tenzon and Kojima. Um, and Chucky T and Trent Beretta defeated Hangman Pace and Hiroju Tagahashi. Um, yeah, so no real surprises there. Kojima, what a guy he is. He had a really good match with Walter on, uh, I think, a Rev Pro show the other week. I watched that show. He got chopped to death off Walter. But yeah, so Nakanishi and Nagata defeated Tenzan and Kojima and Chucky T and Beretta get the win as well. Right, night two, back at a venue we all love, Corican Hall. Um, the matches that I watched from this show were Lance, Ar Lance, Lance, Archer, Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith against Minoru, Suzuki and Iska. Now, a lot of people were saying that they wanted Suzuki and Sabre to be the team, but instead they went for Suzuki and Iska and Sabre and Taichi. 
Obviously, I think the main reason for doing this is Suzuki and Sabre aren't going to win the tournament, clearly. Well, because they're not even in it together. But So, obviously, Iska's there to take the pins and Taichi's there to take the pins, as far as I'm concerned. That's the reason behind that, as they want to keep Suzuki and Sabre strong. I could be wrong, but that's common sense, says that's the case to me. Uh, the crowd, to no surprise, they absolutely eat up Minoru Suzuki. The guy, I think he's, is he 50 now? He's he's absolutely fantastic. One of the best characters in wrestling. I love watching his matches. They had a great spot in this match where Davey Boy Smith no-sold two PKs from Suzuki. And Suzuki's face after it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, there was another spot where you had Lance Archer. He was laughing at Suzuki's chops, which Suzuki was not impressed with. Then a chop battle ensues after that. Um, the match ends with a killer bomb on Iska. No surprise, the pinfall was on Iska, and the win goes to the killer elite squad. As I say, this was a bit of it wasn't not much really happened in this match. There was, there was your typical Suzuki stuff after the match. Suzuki endorses Archer and Davy Boy Smith. Um, yeah, so the winners Archer and Smith have gone two and three quarter stars for this match. It, it was okay, and that was it. It was okay. And the other match that I watched was the other members of Suzuki Gun, Sabre and Taichi against Ishii and Yano. Quite an interesting match, actually, this. Um, this is match, and the main reason this is interesting is at Wrestle Kingdom, it's going to be Tomohiro Ishii against Sack Sabre Jr. for the British Heavyweight title. That's the main title in the UK promotion, Rev Pro. Now, these two, they had a, Ishii and Sabre had a brilliant match at the Rev Pro New Orleans show where Ishii captured the belt from Sabre, um, really, really good match, go and watch that match, it was really good, um, it was great to be there live for that match, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the rematch on a big stage such as Wrestle Kingdom, um, I'm not sure if the crowd will be as hot as they were in that small little building in New Orleans, but it'd be great to see that match take place at the Tokyo Dome, I'm hoping for a Sabre win, although I love Ishii, so I'm not got a problem if Ishii retains, but yeah, that'll be a great match at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, anyway, back to this match, and Taichi obviously hits Yano with his mic stand. He loves that spot. Um, and actually, the, this match ends when Sabre beats Ishii. I was surprised that Ishii was the one to, well, take the referee stoppage as, as I was sure that the pin would either, or the submission would go to Taichi or Yano. But yes, Sabre beats Ishii via referee stoppage, which was interesting. Said so Usually, you'd say if Sabre's winning this match, then that probably means Ishii's winning at Wrestle Kingdom. That's not... New Japan are known for going all in with a booking as was showed in the New Japan Cup with Sabre. So if Sabre's winning this, he's got every chance of beating Ishii at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I tell you what, y Yano, a lot of people don't like Yano's style. I'm not the biggest fan, but he's alright for a bit of comic relief. He works really well with Sabre. They had a really good match at the G1. Um, I don't know if you remember, that was a really good match in the first few nights of the G1. Um, so they could work well together. Um, so yeah, so this was a good match. I really, a lot of people I've seen talk on this match. It was all right. I re thought this was really good, really good match. Uh, your winners are Saber and Taichi. I've gone three and a half stars on this. It was just a really fun fifteen-minute match or so. Go and check this match out. It was really good. Um, your main event, which is probably arguably on paper the best-looking match of the tournament, one of them for for sure. Anyway, Evil and Sonada against Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin. Uh, the big lads of Cobb and Elgin against Evelyn Sonada. This match, it was really good. I'd seen a lot of reviews saying, oh, great match. I'd seen a few people saying match of the year's contender. No, it wasn't. For me, it wasn't a match of the year contender. Let's get that straight. It was a really good match. Um, 
I really enjoyed the match. It was good. But I'd say a great match. It wasn't a great match. I'm, I'm not having that. I think sometimes people can see a match on paper and think, this is going to be great. So they convince themselves that it's a great match. I'm not having that. This wasn't a great match. It was just really good. It's worth watching. But let's not get carried away with ourselves. It wasn't anywhere near the tag. one of the t- best tag matches you'll see this year. It was good. Um, the finish comes about when Evil and Sonada hit the second magic killer of the match. Sonada, Sonada dives out to the outside, takes out Elgin. Um, take, yeah, sorry, one of my cats just ran in the room. Takes out Elgin. Evil hits everything is evil on Cobb for the win. So, yeah, so Evil and Sonada get the win to close out the show. Um, I say Evil and Sonada, I like Evil. He's got he's got his character sussed. Where on the other hand, Sonada, who is great in the ring, let's not let's get that straight. He's great in the ring, but for me, he just doesn't do anything character wise. There's just nothing about him. I watch. He had a can't think he had a really great match with someone at uh, the G1. He had a couple. I can't think who it was now, but it was a really great match. But he just he bores me a little bit. His character. There's just I just want to grab him and say, "Come on, show us something." But. Sonada, yeah, he's good, but he's just no character, but he's a good worker, just needs to work on that character, whereas Evil, on the other hand, great character, great mic skills, and he's he's good in the ring, he had a really good match with Chris Jericho, main event, the Power Struggle show, last, not this month, actually, that was a really good match, um, but yeah, so Evil and Sonada win, as I said earlier, Evil and Sonada, probably your favourites for this tournament, as I say, I've gone three and three quarter stars for this, it was probably the best match that I watched from the first five nights, uh, if there was another match that was better than this that I haven't watched, please message me on Twitter as I'd like to see it. Um, so, yeah, so that's the first two nights for you. Um, I'm not sure I've not actually got any other results in front of me for this, so I don't know if there was only two matches from this, um, from the World Tag League on this, it, or it's my fault for that. But, yeah, so that's the first two nights for you. Uh, Evil and Sonata against Cobb and Elgin, really good match. Uh, Sabre and Taichi against Ishii and Yano. Another really good match. I'd, I'd recommend going to watch both of these matches. They were really good. Um, so that's the first two nights done for you. After this music break, we will be back to talk about nights three, four, and five. Welcome back, we're talking New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League Night 3 from Toyama. Um, now, I only watched one match from this show, 
um, which was Gorillas of Destiny against Juice Robinson and David Finley. Now, this match, well, the show, in fact, had no commentary. No commentary, not even Japanese commentary. I personally don't mind like watching shows without commentary. I'd love to be able to watch WWE shows without commentary, but I don't think that option's available. Yeah, I don't mind watching shows without commentary. I regularly watch Fight Club Pro shows that has no commentary, and I enjoy it. You can hear the crowd more. Um, I say when you attend a live show, you have no commentary, so for me, that's not a problem. But I know for some people, they want to hear commentary. They need to be told what's going on in the match, told the story of the match. To me, I don't really see why. New Japan can't sort this commentary deal out for these shows. People watch the shows, so I'm sure it wouldn't cost too much money to keep Kevin Kelly out there or whoever else they want to do the commentary, to be able to do the commentary on the shows. But hey, that's their prerogative. I personally don't mind, but I know that it's gonna it's gonna put other people off. Do you know what I mean? They like to have commentary on their shows. Anyway, back to the match. G.O.D. against Robinson and Finlay. Um, the match ends. Gorillas of Destiny pick up another win as Tongaloa, yet again, Tongaloa gets the pinfall. So they're clearly trying to get over Tongaloa in this in this show. Um, he gets the pin on Finlay, and Loa's got the pin now in both matches. Yeah, and he's been the star of the star of the match in both matches. Well, we've not actually seen that much of Tamatonga. It's been all about Tongaloa. This was a decent match. It was actually the main event of the show, but for me, it was more of more of your opening style match. It was a good opener, but nothing more than that. And I've gone three stars on this match. Uh, your other results from night three are Maccabi and Tohanare defeating Nagata and Takanishi. We had Killer Elite Squad defeating Michael Elgin and Jeff Cobb. So that's another defeat for Elgin and Cobb. Quite surprised. I thought they'd do all right in this tournament, but that's two defeats. Um, the other match was Ishii and Yano defeating Minoru Suzuki and Izuka. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's another loss for Minoru Suzuki. Um, I'm guessing Izuka took the pin, I don't know, because I'm just reading out the results. So, yeah, so Ishii and Yano get a win after losing to Sabre and Taichi the other night. Now, night four was from Nigata. Uh, we had Yoshida and Shota Amina, which I'm trying to watch a lot of these matches. I'm not going to lie, I'm a big fan of Shota Amina, so I'm trying to watch a lot of the Yoshida and Yamina matches. Um, they faced Tenzon and Kojima in this match. Uh, as I said, I watched a good, really good Kojima match against Walter from the Rev Pro show the other week. That was a good match. Kojima can go still at his age. Um, this was a good match. Do you know what I mean? It was... Uh, there was uh, what I liked about this match. There were, although I, you pretty much knew Tenzon and Kojima were going to win, being the the wily old veterans in this match, I shouldn't really call them that, but whatever. Um, they, they twice they actually had me convinced that Amina and Yoshida were going to win this match. Two separate occasions, Amina had arm bars on Kojima, where you was actually thinking there was these arm bars went on for that long. You just thought that he was gonna there was gonna be a referee stoppage or he was gonna tap, but no, the match. Um, Ends when Kojima hits his lariat finish on Amina. And yet again, Amina takes the pin and not Yoshida. Um, yeah, Kojima and Yamina work really well together in this match, I thought. I'd really like to see them have a singles match. So, I'm not sure if they'll do that. But yeah, Kojima and Amina in a singles match would be something I'd really like to see down the road. It might have already happened and I've missed it, but I'd really like to see that match. So yeah, hopefully they do that. I really enjoyed this match. It was I've gone three and a half stars. Um, go and check this match out. You'll see it showcases Shota Yamina in a great way. You look really good in this match. Uh, your winners are Tenjon and Kojima. Okay, next match is 
Beretta and Chucky T, known as best friends for your Ring of Honor fans, against Zack Sabre and Taichi. Now, the story of this match, as is the case for a lot of Sabre matches, he targets a body part, and in this match, Beretta's left knee being injured is the story of the show. Story of the show, story of the match. Um, they work. Beretta really sells his left knee really well. You have Taichi concentrating on the knee, going for the knee with submissions. Um, but the finish for this match actually comes from... Taichi having Beretta up for a suplex and Beretta catching him into a roll-up, one, two, three. Um, and Beretta and Chucky T beat Sabre and Taichi. So, yeah, again, Taichi takes the pin, which is no surprise as they want Sabre looking strong going into the Wrestle Kingdom match with Tomohiro Ishii. Um, yeah, this, this was a good match. It was all right. I enjoyed this match. I've gone three and a quarter stars for this match, but it was good. It was all right. Um, the other result from this show was, I think there was only one of the match, and it was Evil and Sonada, who we pointed out as favourites, to, they beat Hangman Page and Yujiro Takahashi, um, I think that's another loss for Page and Takahashi, but yeah, Evil and Sonada win that match, um, yeah, so, they're the results from this, from night four in Nagata, now, we're on to our final night, the final night, um, in Kanagawa, I think, I think that was where... Night one was actually. Um, so from this, we watched Best Friends, Beretta and Chucky T against our friends, Yumina and Yoshida again. Now, this match was a lot shorter than the other Yumina and Yoshida matches. It only went six or seven minutes. Um, not much happened actually in this match. I was a bit disappointed with it. Um, one note, Yumina kicks out of Chucky T's finish, but then he hits it again for the pin. So at least he was trying to keep Yumina looking strong again. But yet again, for the third time, Yumina takes the pinfall. So for some reason, they're protecting Yoshida in this. I thought Yumina was the one they were high on, but maybe it's Yoshida. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. But anyway. So, best friends get your victory in that match. We've gone two and a half stars. It was probably the weakest match of the matches that we've watched from the first five nights of the World Tag League. Um, next, we watched the main event, which is Evil and Sonada against Makebi and Hanare. Decent match. Um, Makebi was very over with the crowd, I noticed, in this match. Um, obviously, he's a New Japan legend, but he was very over with a crowd in this match, the match went about 15 minutes, it, it, was, it was good, it was alright, it was just, a lot of these matches, they're not, I've not, I'm yet to watch a match I'd consider better than very good, a lot of matches are just good, you good matches, nothing really worth going out your way to see, and this was another one, um, it was the main event of the show, I've given it three and a quarter stars, as I say, it was, it was good, that's all I can say, a lot of these matches have been quite similar, but it's just good wrestling, which is what you get from New Japan, um, Nothing great, which is a bit of a shame. But as I say, they're not. These tournaments aren't really known for delivering classic matches. You just usually get your good to very good matches. Um, other results from the show: Juice Robinson and David Finley defeat Cobb Elgin, which is three losses now for Cobb Elgin by my reckoning. So yeah, so Cobb Elgin, they've not had a good start to the tournament. Maybe they'll pick up as it's going on. So by my reckoning, that's Sonata and Evil top after. Day five, top of the league. Um, so I'm not so sure if I can't actually check that because I say I think we're up to day seven now. So I can't actually find anywhere to give me the league table. But I think Sonada and Evil will be top. Um, a few notes. So basically, another note: Suzuki and Saber are going to be on opposite sides in the tag team match. I think on Thursday, so I'll definitely be checking out that match. That'll be really good to see Suzuki, Suzuki, sorry, and Saber 
on opposite sides and go against each other on Thursday's show, which I believe might be night 10. So, yeah, so they're going fast, these shows. There's pretty much a show every day, so it's really hard to keep on top of. I hope, I've done my best to try and give you a quick basic on what's gone on in the opening five days. If you don't have the time to watch it, just tune it as you tuned in for us. We've gone through the first five days. Um, my overall thoughts of the first five days, I've been mainly watched good wrestling matches. Nothing I'd say, as I've already said, go out your way to watch. Um, the main event of Cobb and Elgin against Evil and Sonata was very good. Not as good as everyone said, but it was good. Um, I'd say it's not known for classic matches in the World Tag League, especially in the opening five days. There's been a lot of good wrestling. I'm sure it'll pick up more as the nights go on. But yeah, so we'll be back at some point talking about uh, the World Tag League. I'll pr- I'm hoping to find the time to do nights five to ten. I'll do my best. I don't know what I'm on about. I'll be watching nights 5 to 10. I'll be watching some of the matches from then. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully we've gone into enough detail for you on this. Um, and, yeah, so basically, so this this episode, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've gone over NXT UK for, for, for you. Um, we've talked about the TakeOver Blackpool show. In the second half of the show, it was all New Japan World Tag League. Hope I've done a good job in delivering you the results and thoughts from the opening five nights of that. And yeah, so this brings an end to the episode two of the wrestling newspapers. They were only early days. I'm trying my best. Um, I'm trying to get these shows recorded before I've got to go to work. So I can't spend too long on it. Um, So yeah, so please join us for Friday's episode of the wrestling newspaper. It'll be episode three. We'll be reviewing Raw, SmackDown. I'm hoping to get more World Tag League notes in. I might even go through shows five to nine and ten. Try my best. I'm not, I'm not going to promise on that, but so, yeah, so we'll be reviewing Raw, reviewing SmackDown, we'll have the rundown of all the notes and news from the week like we did in the first episode of the Wrestling Newspaper, um, all your backstage news that over the week, we'll all be, it'll be run down and talk to you in the second half of Friday's show, um, please follow us at Twitter, on Twitter, it's at WrestleNews, P-A-P-R, so that's at WrestleNews, P-A-P-R, follow us on Twitter, comment your thoughts on the episode, um, as I say, we're available on on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, I'm trying to get us onto Apple, I'm just waiting for that to go through, so I'll post the link up for that as soon as we do, so yes, yeah, subscribe, like, drop us comments, rate us, reviews, message us on Twitter, on, Twitter, on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Um, And that's it. That's the end of episode two of the wrestling newspaper. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, I'm Daniel, and we will be back on Friday with episode three. See you later.